Hello, welcome to episode one of Podcasting and Education. This particular episode is about the arrival of Anchor FM and it's being presented as part of a program for Thomas County School System at their Tech Expo 2020. What we're going to cover in this episode includes why podcasting in the classroom might be a great idea for teachers, how you might use podcasting in education, Anchor FM in particular, some equipment and hardware that you might consider for upgrades, some software that might also help you with your podcast, and some advanced options worth considering. So with that overview, let me show you my gavel. (coughs) Boom, that's from my mock trial podcast. Let's get into the first issue of why we should look at podcasting at all in our schools. First, what is podcasting? It combines these technologies that allow you to push content to an audience using a, uh, RSS, which stands for Real Simple Syndication, or Really Simple Syndication. And I love podcasting because of its portability. Students, parents, people in general, the world, can listen when, where, and how they want to. And you can't beat that. It allow, I like to listen to podcasts when I'm going to bed at night or when I'm riding in my car or when I'm going on a trip. And so it's a great opportunity to supplement our time by allowing us to multitask uh, when we're doing activities that don't require a lot of uh, wavelength. Then we can plug in a podcast and supplement our knowledge and our skills. It also allows students to listen at a faster speed. So if they get bored or they want to move through content quickly for review purposes, then they can 2x it or 1.5x their time and speed, and that's part of that portability that it provides for them as opposed to sitting in a classroom where there's only one speed, and that's the speed that everybody's moving at. Some platforms are really popular with youth that are portable, and these include Apple Podcasts and Spotify and YouTube, and you can provide this content through to them through those platforms that they're very used to using. Another reason uh, for podcasting is subs- the subscription model that it provides to where episodes can be automatically downloaded and synchronized for your audience, and this way they get it uh, coming to them rather than having to go out and seek that information. This makes it extremely flexible as well. Uh, you can take this content. You can embed it in a web page, such as your teacher web page. Uh, you don't have to have a website nowadays in order to have people find your podcast because they can use the player that's on their phone or uh, a streaming service or even their television uh, through a Roku device. You could upload a the audio to YouTube, you could add some screenshots to it or some background uh, waveforms and provide it on that platform as well. You can upload it in so many places. It provides for a great deal of flexibility. And one of the most common ones you might use would be to upload that content to Google Classroom or Google Drive as an audio file. So not only could they get it through subscribing, but if they can't access it that way, then you can give it to them where they are in the classroom through Google Classroom or Google Drive or whatever technology you're using. So those are some of the reasons why I think podcasting is uh, part of the wave of the future. And with that in mind, I want to give you some ideas to think about as far as how podcasting can be used in education. The What I'm hearing a lot out there in the podcast verse is 
teachers using podcasting to spread their voice, whether it be through personal development of themselves and their content area by doing a podcast about their area of expertise and therefore for continuously building on their knowledge by teaching others, whether it's development of their pedagogy through inviting others to interviews, talking with others on their podcasts, or just talking through issues themselves, putting together tips and tricks and sharing those with others, and, and just other uh, ways that teachers can spread their voice, whether it be classroom management, pedagogy, or any other issues that uh, they think are valuable to an audience. Other uses in education that are probably more particular to what I'm thinking uh, you might want to do with today's information is self-paced learning for students. Uh, I'm using it with the mock trial students to teach them some skills, and it allows them to listen on their own flexible schedule, as we discussed before. You can record your lectures for sharing at uh, other times or in other ways so that students that are absent or students that need more time with the information, students that want to review for a complex class can have access to that information. You can use it for reviews. You can use it to go over in, uh, generic information about what students are doing in class and what they can do to improve. You could use it to share supplemental content. You could use it for demonstrations and presentations from students back to others or demonstrations and presentations of your own. Use it for class news, updates, and assignments. You could use it for home and school communication to pass along tips and tricks on how to succeed in your class, what club events you've got coming up, or what other events are coming up that you think students could part uh, should partake in in order to succeed in school or in your class. In the future, I expect teachers to start using podcasts to do more interviews with guest experts and oral sharing of ideas that they have with students as we move towards a more student-driven curriculum. You can use podcasts to enhance engagement by plugging in uh, source information that is educational and using that for differentiation or for gifted content or for alternative course content. You can also, in the same way, use podcasts to encourage critical thinking and speaking skills by letting students participate or by having students listen and then have to digest and write about or read more about or uh, somehow supplement the learning that they're doing in the classroom and, and develop more thinking skills. This can help to offer a richer learning environment in which you are giving students access to more ways of learning uh, by alternative means such as listening or watching, as well as uh, what the hands-on and other activities they get to do in class. I like to use podcasting for training for extracurricular activities. This is a bit of an out-of-the-box example, but let's say you have a robotics team like I do and you want to provide a weekly tip on where the robotics students can uh, generate ideas for uh outreach or for uh, coding software or you know let's say you're doing the honor society and you want to train students on skills that they might use for interviewing or some other uh, college entrance or something so it's a it's a great way to do something extra for your students and extracurricular activities you can use podcasts to introduce the world to the students excuse me to the world of audio uh, I'm a big believer in this supplemental education that students can get. Uh, it's an easy access, free way to gain skills, knowledge about issues. And if students can 
in the future engage through audio in self-directed learning, then they will be able to specialize and become experts in things that they enjoy using in their lives uh, to make a living through their passions and interests. And podcasts are a great way to start building that foundation and to have it ever grow and develop. And using the podcast in the classroom is our opportunity to introduce them to that. And my favorite of all is introducing them to podcasts so that they hopefully gain an interest in audio as a format and listen to others who are experts in fields talk about complex social issues and uh, complex uh, <clears throat> uh, health issues, mental Anyway, complex issues that surround us in our world and that they don't get through their family life or through the, the classroom discussions that we're able to have and just develop a, a, a better understanding of the world around them. Knowing that there's all this why and these uses for podcasting and education, what's the easiest way to get into it? And that brings me to Anchor.fm. This Anchor.fm represents a big change in the cost and the ease of getting into podcasting. There are some downsides to it. But the old way of doing podcasting was a bit technically com complex, at, and it seemed a bit daunting uh, to do until recently. The old way involved creating, using recording equipment, encoding that episode, uploading it, paying for hosting or using limited free options that were available that had some downsides, and then you individually having to connect those episodes to the platforms that you wanted to have your podcast available on. The new way, using Anchor FM, and there are some other services that make it just as easy, is to simply open an app, in our case, Anchor.fm, record yourself talking about whatever it is you want to talk about and then you're done if you're using anchor.fm app it will upload it for you and by telling it you want it to it will go ahead and syndicate it to the services that you want it to be on or actually it automatically syndicates it to the services you don't really get that flexibility which is the downside so within the app if you want to you can edit within the app or within the browser version of the app and you can add additional content to it, such as anchor voice messages. You could import existing audio that you have from the classroom or from other sources. And you could even add some transitions and some sound effects and some music and things like that. And, of course, you can do even more. And we'll talk about that a little bit when we get to hardware and software. Why Anchor FM? There are no storage limits, there's no trial period, and it's automatically distributed. So it's as easy as just using an app and using your device that you already have with a microphone, which is your smartphone. Uh, and that's the big change. It's a provide some easy options if you are more business-minded and you find yourself gaining some traction and you have a lot of uh, support from listeners that you can offer sponsorships and uh, gain listener support, financial support through the Anchor.fm platform. And it makes that super easy for you to add in. Uh, another cool feature of Anchor.fm is that you can record in groups. You can have multiple students or yourself with multiple uh, participants uh, get on the Anchor.fm app or browser and uh, log in and 
all get on the same podcast episode and record all at the same time as this as if you have a large uh, mixer and this can be done regardless of where the participants are located on the downside anchor.fm is a free service and nothing free is ever free right uh, otherwise a business can't stay in business and so what this ends up meaning is that anchor.fm is not necessarily the best for you if you're looking for something permanently to host your content or if you're planning on really uh, using your podcast for a business anchor controls the relationship with platforms such as anchor and apple excuse me apple and stitcher rather than yourself uh, they do some format changes after you upload that can cause you problems uh, with future changes. Uh, Anchor has a lot of podcast litter, meaning that a lot of people are trying it out, doing a couple episodes, and then just abandoning those projects. So they have a lot of litter, which can uh, clutter up the platform and make it less desirable uh, for users. Its player drives traffic to Anchor's website rather than to where you want it to go. So that's something you don't have control over. Uh, You only get very basic statistics with Anchor.fm. Um, and as I was alluding to, being there's a free service, uh, I think Spotify owns it. They may just shut it down at some point if it's not making money. And that would be bad if that's the only place you have all your audio files. So make sure you download them and, and find somewhere else to store them if you plan to repurpose them or want to be able to restart your podcast somewhere else later should they go out of business. Other options are available if you want more control. Uh, popular ones include Buzzsprout, Podbean, Lipson, SoundCloud, Blueberry, just to mention a few names so you can start your research if you want to go a more sophisticated route for business purposes. Uh, factors that you might want to consider include storage limits, website platform that you're going to use for your website uh, around the podcast, uh, whether or not you're going to have video podcasts as a version and an option, whether or not you desire uh, certain kinds of analytics, uh, the ease that you want to have in order to add sponsors or ads, and just what your overall budget is. Next, let's look at your equipment. So you've, you've used Anchor FM, you've uploaded sound, but you don't like it. It's just too simple. You don't get to do some bells and whistles. What are some things you might do to upgrade? Uh, as far as hardware's, hardware is concerned, uh, number one would be to upgrade your mic rather than using the one that's on your phone. Uh, you know, of course, the Apple iPhone and, and the Android Pixel and the Samsung S10s and those kinds of phones have really great mics. Uh, but you can have a deeper, uh, better sound if you're using a few other options. Uh, one of those would be an external mic called the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB. Uh, that's a budget option. It's about 70 bucks and is highly recommended by a lot of people that are knowledgeable about podcasting. A more expensive option that's used by a lot of well-known podcasters and is considered a professional option for podcasters is the Heil, H-E-I-L, PR40. That's about $330. Uh, and then if you do get a mic, you want to might want to get a mixer, uh, and I'll tell you which one I use. But before that, let me just mention you might want to get an extra mic uh, so that you can plug it into that mixer and record with a friend or a student or another teacher. And this will allow you to have all of those sounds set to the same level and coming in nice and clean on a very high-quality mic. Uh, the mixer I use is the Rode Roadcaster Pro Integrated Production Studio. It's expensive, about $600, uh, but it provides you with a lot of bells and whistles, and it really simplifies the process of adding things like sound effects 
sound effects and multiple mics and multiple inputs such as a, a mobile phone or a Bluetooth input uh, or a phone line coming in through Skype. And so it's great for that. And uh, another piece of equipment you might look at would be a boom, and that's just a convenient way to hold your mic and position it uh, so that it's easy for you to speak into it. And a pop filter or a foam cover to go over your uh, ATR2100 or Heil PR40 and prevent uh, popping sounds from your P's and B's and uh, hissing S's and things like that. A shock mount can help prevent external noises. So you're moving your mouse around, for instance, and you rock the table. The shock mount can prevent uh, static and sounds from movement of the microphone. And shock mounts run just, you know, $15, $30, depending on the quality and fit that you desire. Uh, pop filters are about $7 to $20. Uh, booms, about $20 to $99. And so all of those are affordable upgrades that you can do to, to make your experience a little bit better and improve your sound. Uh, you also will want some headphones so that you can hear yourself as you're recording and you can plug those into your uh, computer or into your uh, mixer such as the Rodecaster Pro and I use the Sony MDRV6 which is a a good quality professional studio type headset that has been used for years and years and years uh, but that one's out of production now sony does have a newer model but it's a little expensive uh, just any sort of over-the-air headphones in the 20 dollar and up range depending on the quality and your own personal preference uh, will work uh, a lot of more popular ones are in about the 60 dollar range such as uh, ones from audio technica so consider those hardware upgrades in order to make your experience a little better. With regard to software, uh, some optional software includes your audio recording and editing software. I like to use Audacity. Uh, usually I'll just record to an SD card uh, on my Roadcaster Pro, and then I'll upload the audio file, import it into Audacity, and I'll edit it just to trim and cut out really bad audio sections where I got like right now when I'm getting stumped by something I want to say and I don't want to sound unprofessional or if I have too many ums and ahs and I want to cut those out, I can do that using Audacity. Popular option on the Mac is GarageBand. I've got that, but I prefer Audacity because I've gotten used to it and it's a free open source software. And I can modify my gain, I can trim and cut, and I can insert music and other clips by moving uh, my audio around and putting things in the places that I want them, and I can insert some special effects such as fading in and out uh, when I want to. Another software option that I'm going to recommend to you, and this is something that will become evident in our advanced options, is screen recording software. I use Camtasia. It's by TechSmith. They do offer a discount for educators, and there are free options available such as Cam Studio. And you might, I've never check that out but it's one that looked uh, open source and reputable uh, based on a quick and dirty research that i did screen recording though will help you with the advanced options that i now want to discuss so with advanced options the number one advanced option that i'm going to throw out there for you to consider is screen recording and video podcast this will allow you to record now so you can just open up your anchor app and record from an outline or your thoughts what it is you want to say and then later on if you're if you desire to present that content in another format such as on edpuzzle or youtube or 
as a just an audio file, then you can record with screen recording software your audio with a presentation and video that goes along with that, and you can synchronize them. And that's a great use for something like Camtasia. And then that allows you to repurpose that content. You might also want to include lecture notes as show notes synced with the audio. So when your podcast goes out to the, there to the world, you have the option of including detailed show notes. And within those show notes, you could, for example, create an entire unit of study for students. Within that unit, you could link in the show notes to items that you want the students to go and visit and accomplish. You could even provide detailed instructions within the show notes or within the audio of the podcast. So a podcast episode could simply be instructions to students, walking them through show notes, in which the show notes then take them to assignments that they're to complete. So there's just lots of ways to enhance your podcast episode with those show notes and this could provide a multimedia experience for students parents etc just by subscribing to your podcast because they could go into those show notes and then click on these links and then find extra videos or pdf files or permission forms or whatever it is you want them to find through those notes and the last upgrade that i want to talk about as an advanced option would be to put some fancy sounds into your podcast make it even more interesting for students you know i've got my gabble and my uh, outro and such and you can add those sounds and a lot of those are you can add royalty free sounds Um, and the example i just played is a royalty free sound for instance that i got from anchor fm that was already there and i downloaded the audio file and now and put it onto my soundboard with my roadcaster pro and i can just you know tap the button and add it wherever i want it into my content these royalty free sources of sounds abound on the internet the best suggestion i have for you is to research for sources that you like that permit your needs depending on the type of podcast you're doing and bookmark those sites and then go to them to find the sounds that you want to use in your podcast and then you can edit and insert those using the audacity software or the GarageBand software that we discussed before or even within the screen recording software such as camtasia you can move things around and insert sounds and sync them up with your video or screenshots that you want to have in your in your distribution of your content so and lastly some fancy sounds you might consider would be some introductions and outros and effects such as the gavel sound or the introduction that i'm about to play now are you ready to take your mock trial performance to the next level do you want to learn from a judge attorney certified teacher and mock trial coach with more than 25 years of experience in the courtroom? Now is the time to become the fearless trial lawyer of your dreams or deliver a remarkable show-stopping witness performance. Welcome to the Mock Trial Flight School. Here is your host, Brian Bellamy. And that's one that I had done for my Mock Trial Flight School podcast. Uh, that I'm hoping will grow to an audience that's beyond just my mock trial students here at school, but will lead to me being able to engage experts and others who might uh, help enhance our Thomas County Central Mock Trial Program. So that's the end of this presentation. Uh, you can look at the sites that I provided for some links to some helpful information with the uh, 
content such as royalty-free audio library that YouTube has, uh, links to the Audio Technica, Anchor FM, and Camtasia.